Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here getting ready to record episode number 90. We've got an interesting discussion. Coach Don and I are going to talk about the balancing act between players and demands that they are under from all their different teams, the kids that are now trying to do travel ball, school ball, and all that stuff at the same time. Before we get into that discussion, let's talk about Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And let's talk about Patreon.com. Please become a patron if you can. Go to Patreon.com slash Everything Fast Pitch. Coach Don and I have been doing the uh, podcast now, sneaking up on three years plus. The uh, reality of it is that uh, patrons are keeping us moving. They're keeping us going forward. Uh, Chris, thank you very much for coming on board as a patron this, uh, this month. You do a great service to us, great supporting us, uh, helping us to keep the podcast going different things that we just need help with and knowing that we've got people that appreciate the podcast enough to support it financially is a really cool thing and we really do appreciate it. So Don, you've had some people evidently expressing some concerns and I was going to say I think this is a good time to, for us to kind of get into the meats, meat and potatoes of the challenging schedules that some kids are starting to experience now that they've gotten to the ages or that they are of the ages where they're trying to do the travel ball, school ball thing at the same time. Tori, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, we've worked through some of your pet peeves, and I'm starting to uh, feel like this might be my pet peeve, is the expectations and pressures that are put on kids right now to appease multiple coaches, overlapping seasons, and the demand that's put on them when they're already, the ones I'm talking about, are already athletes that are doing everything that they're supposed to to maximize their opportunity to excel to be the best athlete they can be. Again, I'm going to put out there right out front that I've got a lot of very, very dear friends that are high school coaches that I respect and think the world of. They are doing a lot of things for, for kids that uh, you know otherwise wouldn't be available for them. You know, but I think we're going to dive in and talk a little bit about trying to manage it as a parent, you know, for some of our real high-end travel ball kids that are also superstars on their high school teams, right? right? Well, and and not even so much whether a kid is a superstar or not. I think that we think about those kids in the equation a lot because many of them are the ones that are aspiring to play college softball. Many of them are doing the things above and beyond the normal call of duty to try to, you know, fulfill that goal. And to my way of thinking, we just have a really simple problem that I don't think there's a solution to. The problem is simple. If you're coaching your high school team, you care about your high school team. Sure. If you're coaching your travel ball team, you care about your travel ball team. If what you think about is your number one priority is, I've got a really good high school team. We got a chance to win a state championship this year. I really got a good travel ball team. We got a chance to make some noise. Both of you are going to approach it thinking about, well, what's best for our team and what's going to give our team the best chance to be successful? 
And unfortunately, in the world of coaching, the reality of it is that I don't know very many coaches who are going to think of things any more diplomatically than what's best for me and my team. And that's sure. where this rub comes in uh, for players that are trying to do both. While part of me understands that it feels like a lot for players to think about practicing every day or, or it feels like a lot for them to think about being committed enough to practice with their travel ball team and then practice with their high school team and play tournaments on the weekends with their travel team and then have to show up at practice on Monday morning for their school ball team. Here's my simple old man get off my lawn response. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. And get you, it done. You, yeah, because you're talking about you know, some of these kids that, that are the ones that are you know, being put out upon so much that are aspiring to play in college. What do they think happens when they go away to college? Uh, coach, I don't really feel like practicing today. You know, I worked really hard yesterday on my own. I did a lot of work this week on my own, so I don't think your practices are that important. In my thought, Tori, these aren't the kids that are that are trying to get by without uh, doing just as little as possible just to get by. I'm I'm thinking more of the kids that are really high end, doing everything they can you know, trying to play on the best travel ball teams that they can play on. And they are likely the better players on their high school team. So they're important right. to the high school team too. But the expectation seems to continually go up in in an effort for these high school teams to be the best, like you said, right. which they should. And they're creating an opportunity for kids that aren't doing all the things that uh, the high-end travel ball kids are doing. The kids that are kind of on the bubble or the the middle kids and for them to have a place to go and take ground balls all summer to go and hit to be a part of a speed and agility program to do all these other things I think is awesome and that's really exciting but there's also an expectation for the high-end travel ball kids that are going to lessons practicing doing their pitching lessons doing all these things to also be in a situation where I think they might overtrain very easily and the expectation is that they got to be there just like the rest of them or they're not going to play in the fall. Right. Well, and now the overtraining thing, here, here's my, my first thought about that. Yes, it's a possibility. We could have some overuse issues, but there's things that every player can be doing on her own and should be doing on her own to help mitigate that. As I listen to you talk about it, I'm going to bring up a, a player that I know is very near and dear to your heart that I think is the prototypical did everything humanly possible to be the very best player she could possibly be kid, and that's Sydney Chambly. We've had her as our player of the week. Sure. She was a total rock star last week in the regionals and helped Georgia uh, win their uh, regional and, and advance to the super regionals. And I think she is probably the kid that you're talking about, about totally dedicated, doing her hitting, doing her training, doing her lessons, uh, You know, working really hard for her travel ball. Own, yeah. And I'll bet you everything I own and a kidney that if you ask Sydney how much harder she's working now as a freshman at Georgia compared to what she thought was the, oh my God, I can't do this worst moment ever right. in high school, that she would take that moment back when she thought, oh my God, I can't do this in high school thing in a heartbeat, because that's like a weekend off or a week off compared to what she's doing every week of the year in college. Yeah, well, again, too, I'm excited that Sydney's having the opportunity that she has, but I think she might be, you know, the exception. She was an exception in many ways, just from her ambition to 
you know, all the things that she and her family made available for her to, to go and be a part of. And, you know, I think that uh, communication and uh, management of these extra opportunities in the summer for the kids to go and train is going to be important to become a Sydney. Because if I go to practice with the high school and I work on, you know, long hops, you know, from the outfield, and when I'm working on long hops from the outfield, my arm ends up being kind of sore at the end of the day. But little do they know that I've got to go to my regular travel ball workout that night. And I just finished a weekend of seven games or however many games on the weekend. And everybody's Do different. more long toss. Yeah. <laughs> Get your arm stronger. Everybody's doing different. Ice, ice after you throw. Everybody's doing Stretch different more. things with all these Do teams, more plyometrics. Right? So I've got one. Get in the weight room. I've got one kid at my high school tournament that didn't play last they took the weekend off i've got another that played seven games i've got you know some that haven't aren't even playing travel ball and they're all showing up on monday for the high school workouts and who's who's managing and keeping up with all that stuff and when you have the player when you you have a regular yeah well i mean but here's the thing is they don't want to go there they're going to be a freshman i want to go there and impress the the high school coach so I'm, i'm going to go up there and say hey by the way i'm my arm sore or or am I going to go out there and just see how much I can do and, right. and push it to the point that I'm getting hurt? Challenge is a simple one. If we sign up to be on all these teams, it's up to us to be ready to handle whatever it means when I do it. Right. If you think that going to practice every day with the high school team is going to be more than you can manage with everything else that you're doing, the, the response is simple. Don't do it. But when you sign up, Suck it up, Buttercup. You're on the team. And if that means that you've got to figure out a way to manage the stresses on your body to do the extra stuff that you need to do, I just think that falls on the players who are choosing to do that to do the best they can to manage it. You know, 14 year olds and 15 year olds and their parents to uh, make big, you know, big person decisions and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. But the thing that, that we cannot resolve is. If you're coaching a team, you're coaching your team. And your expectation and your level of commitment that you expect from your players is always going to come back to what's best for you and your team. And again, like I said before, I think it's up to each player to to do the things that they need to do if they've signed up to do both, to do both. To expect the high school coach to think that their team is less important because it's not quite as, as good as the travel ball team or... You know, we've got some kids on our high school team that aren't really good players, but, you know, but they're on our team because they go to our school and, and we, need the, the yeah, we need the 9, 10, and 11 players on the roster. For me as a coach, my job is to do everything I can to make that group of players the best team they can possibly be. And if in my way of thinking, my, my style of coaching, that means that we get to practice for five weeks in the summer and we get to go, you know, five days a week for four hours a day, then for five weeks out of the summer, everybody who's on my team is going to figure out a way to do what I need them to do for our team to be the best version of itself that it can be. So and that's then, just the way I've always felt about it. Yeah, well, and I th- I'm glad that we're chatting about it and getting a chance to share this stuff, Tori, because I want for the parents, too, to have eyes open going into to what's really going on and for the expectations to be laid out on the high school coaches end, too, because some of it ends up being... Um, speed and agility stuff, right? And sometimes that's handed off to a different coach at the high school. 
It's like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to do speed and agility, and we're mixing with the football team and basketball team because they're available. Right. And we go out and do that, and we might be doing activities that aren't really conducive to um, playing in a national tournament at the end of this summer. Say the, the high school football quarterback's not going to be maxing out on his squats before the state championship game. Why should our star pitcher be flipping tires on the football field going into a national championship weekend? Right. But these are things that I'm just saying that parents need to be aware of. They need to talk about with the high school coaches. High school coaches need to kind of, you know, have their eyes open too as to what's in the best good of the kid to at least be aware that all of those kids are, are not, I just want to slack and get by and, and get to play in the fall but not do all this stuff. Right. I think that we all, as the adults and as the coaches and parents, need to come together and just find a good balance. And I think it's a good opportunity for the kids to gel and for the high school coaches to create an environment where they do have a chance to win a championship. Because that is, like you stated at the beginning, the important part is doing everything they can. But I find, too, it, it seems like if one high school is doing something, then I have to do that and one more. Right. And at least here in Georgia, I feel like we're getting to the point where um, it's getting to be a lot, and maybe it does need to be where kids choose which one. And at that point, I don't. I would feel really uncomfortable saying, you know what? I think you're going to be seen more and have a better chance to play at Georgia for Sydney if she just played travel ball. Right. What would that have done to her high school? And for these kids to be recognized at their high school as a as an outstanding athlete, I think is another really important high school experience right and, well no because and, and, i want and, them to have both yeah you know? well and 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 i want them to have both too but i think this thought that somehow one coach or another is going to sacrifice what they think is best for their team because one player thinks it's more work than they can manage is like a crazy dream that has zero chance you know the the one upsmanship the you know keeping up with the joneses thing well, if I'm a high school coach and I got beat by school X last year for the state championship, and, and I find out that uh, they have a, a sports psychologist that comes in and works with their team three days a week, in hindsight, I look back at it and say, well, we're maybe a little bit more talented than them. Maybe that's what their leg up was. Then I'm going to get a sports psychologist. Yeah. If I find out that they signed up for boot camp and they had a, a retired Navy SEAL come in and do a boot camp for a week where they were you know, doing survival training and, and eating, you know, sticks in the woods and, you know, and, and how learning. Are, how to, are we going to one-up that? Right. But, but if I find <laughs> out that that's something that they did and I thought, you know, look back and think, well, maybe that's the leg up they had. Maybe that's why I'm going to do the same thing. And yeah, the arms race is going to keep accelerating because sure. coaches that are, the vast majority of coaches, I think, want to win. That's you know a big part of the motivation, especially if we're in a situation where we've got some talented kids that have a chance to win. I think we're always going to be looking at whatever it takes for us to maximize the opportunity. I think the one thing that happens all the time is we get caught up in this thinking that, well, these high school coaches should, these high school coaches should, these high school coaches should be the ones that give ground, that understand, that bend what they're doing, that ask the kids, praying that they'll stay on the team and, and let them not do all the stuff that we think is important. I think it's a thought that has no chance of being successful. So, so if at the end of the day the choice is a parent or, or parent player looks at it and says, you know, I can't do this, and they have to choose one or the other, then that high school coach has a really simple question to ask themselves. Am I better off changing the way I'm doing things and keeping players like her on my team or doing what I think is most important for the team, and if that means I lose a player or two along the way, I'm just going to have to live with that option. And I'm making a prediction here for us in Georgia. 
that that's going to be the next phase, unfortunately. Right. And I, don't, I don't want for it to be. I would love for everybody to communicate better and, and to work through that, just like you're saying. Let's make it a perfect situation right. where they all have access to, you know, all these different things. But, you know, when the fall time comes, that high school coach is going to say, you know what, I don't want you going to any tryouts and workouts for your travel ball team. And they're going to exclusify them to themselves at that point. Right. Well, and, 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 and again, so, so they're almost saying we'll make a choice. Right. And, and again, why do they do it? Because they know that's what's best for them and their team. Because their kids might get hurt. Right. That's what's best for them and their team. And so, yeah. you know, the idea that coaches are going to look at it from a, well, it's not really good for me. It's not good for my team. It might keep us from being as successful as we could be, but yeah, go ahead. I want all the parents and players to go in with their eyes wide open and, and at least to see both sides. So right. But I'm, the, I'm glad we're chatting about yeah, it. Bottom line is the thing that, you know, that I can't help but always be coming back to is there's a big difference between being able to do something or wanting to do something. And to me, I think that you know, looking at the workload and the level of expectation that, that, that I have seen kids give to college softball for you know, 25 years of six days a week, four hours a day, you know, all the other stuff that goes along with it, knowing that they can do that, the idea that you know, high school age kids can't do both. Is, so, is challenging for me. I have a hard time getting to that point, you know, logically. But if they feel that they can't, then they're just going to have to be the ones that make the choice. Because if we think that the school or that the coaches, whether it's the travel ball coach or the high school coach, is going to sit back and say, eh, nah, don't come to practice. It's not that big a deal. I think that we're just not going to ever get there. So just like you, I, I have seen kids work extremely hard in the college setting. But the to me, the big difference is is that's one group of kids all experiencing the exact same thing, supervised by the exact same people, and creating a plan and a vision that they can implement and you know hopefully have good success with. Whereas the high school setting, multiple different high schools, multiple different things happening, and not coordinating or talking about what's going on with the travel ball world and what their you know what their schedules are. Right. So that's where I think the parents need to at least be very conscientious about managing it or helping manage it and bridge that gap between too much and and reasonable and all those things right. but uh so so yeah. how, how about the player goes to their travel ball coach and says hey i had a really hard week of high school practice this week i'm not playing this weekend maybe so right yeah so instead of thinking this poor evil high school coach <laughs> shouldn't be trying to win a state championship we should uh, get the travel ball coach to understand that that meaningless seven game friendly in may that the college coaches can't even come to to watch right that nobody's recruiting from so that we can play seven games and brag to everybody that we went 7-0 and this weekend? Maybe sure. maybe that's the one we're supposed to give up. Well, I just think that we're going to be tugging and pulling both ways here. Yeah. So so, so here, here's, here's my bottom line to the whole thing. If you sign up for both, shut up and do what you need to do. <laughs> that, that, that's just as simple as I can make it. If you don't think you can do both, don't do both. Just it, It's that simple. If you decide that you can't do both, that's your choice. You can't be half in, half out. Either you're going to really play and you're going to do what it takes to be on the team or don't play. Don't think that because you are already working hard that it means it's okay for you to not show up for practice, not show up for weights, not show up for workouts, and still expect to play just because you know you're talented enough to not do any of that stuff and still be one of the best players on the team. 
So my, my tail end is moms and dads and players and coaches. Y'all work together, make this thing a, a productive opportunity for everybody to be a part of, and uh, let's make it work. But don't just drop them off and say, go, go do your thing. Be involved in it. Let's all play an active role together to make sure that we're, we're doing the best we can to keep them healthy and comfortable and happy. Yeah, productive. The sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar that Don's not in charge of the world. No, that's Y'all cool. just be kind. Yeah, 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 just just no matter what's good for you, give that up so that it'll be good for everybody. Sure. There we go. The 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 Don version. It's it's a it's a happy place to be, Don. I just don't uh, think that we're we're getting there anytime. Can't we soon. all just get along? Can't we all just be happy? Well, I hope you enjoyed Don and I knocking that thing around a little bit. If you have suggestions or ideas, questions, anything you want us to talk about. Please make sure you reach out to us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com or everythingfastpitch at gmail.com. We're always looking for topics and suggestions. We would love to hear what you want us to talk about so we can keep adding things to it and uh, make sure that you reach out to us. Uh, we certainly love hearing from you. So, Don, anything else for number 90? No, just looking forward to another sunny day, Tori. <laughs> another beautiful day where everybody gets along. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer, Stan Lewis, this is crabby old Coach Tori saying have a good week, and we'll talk to you again next time. Yeah.